the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Here in Matthew chapter 11, Jesus tells all of us who are weary and heavy laden to come to him. He will provide rest for his yoke is easy and his burden is light. I don't know about you, but this time of year, I find that real comforting as the hectic holidays tend to surround us. So the rest that he promises when we do come to him is on the table for discussion today as we take a look at it together. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. We'll also spend some time in Isaiah, Hosea, and the book of John. It's all straight ahead. Here's Pastor Jessica Stan with today's broadcast of Way of Grace. Do you know the people of God from the beginning of the church age have been worshiping all kinds of ways? Persecuted church folk have to worship underground, in trees, in caves, at midnight, three in the morning, six in the morning, nine in the morning, on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Friday or Saturday. Are y'all hearing me? Because of persecution. See, you and I are not bound to the law. We're bound to grace and we're bound to Christ and we worship him in spirit and in truth. And we worship him wherever the people of God gather together for a little bread and a little wine and call on the name of a great God and Savior, even though we're being persecuted. Am I making sense? Am I making sense? Come unto me, then all ye that labor and are heavy laden, because I'm God and beside me there is none other. And you will never find rest until you come to God. That means you got to know who this Jesus is. You will not have rest in this Jesus if you do not know that this Jesus is the one who said with the other two, let us make man in our image and in our likeness and let them have dominion over the world. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And they shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now this same Lord, Yahweh, who is talking here, is giving us our instructions in chapter 11 of Matthew, verse 28. Let's go back there. I want to move quickly now into my next two points and shut it down. So we have already introduced ourselves, have we not, to the one who is calling us to come. We find him to be God, don't we? We find him to be the God who is also the ox that has tread out the corn from the beginning of time to this very hour. We love him for having labored for us, do we not? But now I need to call your attention to what I said earlier. Are the RSVP people that he called? Now again, when you get an RSVP, the person who is inviting you to their party or wedding or whatever is expecting you to let them know you're coming. They're telling you to s'il vous plaît, please let us know you're going to come, right? It's a Greek, con- I mean, a, a French concept of letting people know, I will be there, right? I will be there. This particular RSVP is for very particular persons. And Jesus lays it out in verse 28 very clearly. Come unto me, 
All ye that labor. Do you see that? All ye that labor. That's one category of people. Can I talk about them for a moment? And then he's going to tell us to come unto him, all ye that are what? Heavy laden. Now I want you to distinguish those two categories. I'm going to help you a little bit with theology here. Can I do that? One of them describes the continuous active effort on the part of those who are laboring. They are doing the labor. Come unto me, all ye that labor. And your Bibles is also translated who are what? Weary. Some of y'all have weary, don't you? Right. Now, it simply means that in this Greek word kapos, it means that you labor and you toil until you are so weary that you are exhausted. These are the people that Jesus is calling. People who are presently laboring and toiling. And they're toiling and becoming more and more weary. Are y'all hearing me? Come unto me, all you who are presently toiling, presently laboring, and presently experiencing the diminishing of your energy, the diminishing of your resources, the, diminish, uh, the diminishing of your enthusiasm, the diminishing of your zeal, the diminishing of your strength. You're getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And your attitude is messed up. And your focus is narrow. And you're troubled in your soul because you're about to quit. Those are the ones Jesus is talking to. Amazing. Now only God can see the heart. And Christ was able to see the broken people among all those thousands of people. He said, you, you who are toiling daily in your sin. You know what he's saying to him? Wake up. Subpoint A. The awakened sinner. Who is the one that is laboring and toiling and wearied? Jesus is calling him to become the awakened sinner. Jesus is waking him up. Now, when God wakes you up, the first thing he does in waking you up is help you to actually see your condition. Like in Christ's message, the toilers and the laborers and the weary people may not have been conscious at the moment that they were toiling and labored and weary. Sometimes you and I can be so encumbered by our toil that we don't know how jacked up we are. You know what Christ did when he says, come unto me all ye that are laboring to exhaustion. He's cutting the light on. Whew. Laboring to exhaustion? Maybe that's me. Maybe that's me. Maybe I am the one who has been compelled to try to get right with God by my own good words. Maybe I'm the one that's trying to make myself dignified, acceptable, and approved with God and other people by my efforts. Maybe I'm toiling. Maybe I'm laboring. Maybe I'm scheming in all of my sinful, idolatrous goals in order to pop my suspenders and let people know who I am. Maybe I'm the one that's building a brick house of success over my head and feel the weight of it about to collapse on me. Maybe I'm the one laboring to exhaustion 
and the Holy Ghost is calling you as Christ was calling them then. Come unto me. Are y'all hearing me? Are you hearing me? Give you one verse on this. I'm not going to use these two verses. Give you one verse. Go with me in your Bible to Isaiah chapter 44. Isaiah chapter 44 addresses this under the rubric of men toiling and laboring. Pull up Isaiah 44 and start at verse 9. I want you to see this briefly and quickly. The idea, see all of us in here, if we're not really walking with the Lord, you're idolaters. Every one of us are idolaters. And you don't know it, but you're doing the same thing that what I'm about to describe to you, which you're going to laugh and think is pathetic, but this really is the ethic of your life. This is what God says about the idolater. They make a graven image, and all of them are vanity, and their delectable things never profit them. You work and work and work in day and night. And they are their own witnesses that the idol they make can't see, it can't know, in order that they might be ashamed that what they're doing is creating a dead thing that can't even help you. Next verse. Watch this. Verse 10, and we're going to keep it moving just for time's sake. Who hath formed a God or a molten or graven image that's profitable for nothing? Next verse. Is what God is saying is a lot of people are toiling and laboring and it does not profit them. Behold, all his fellows shall be ashamed. Everyone doing that? And the workmen, and the workmen, and the workmen, they are all what? Men. Let them all be gathered together. Let them stand up. Yea, shall they fear and they shall be ashamed together. Verse 12. Watch it now. The smith with the tongs. You already see it. You're in the warehouse. You're dealing with hot coals and tongs. In our present uh, contemporary vernacular, you'd be covered with leather. You'd have on a shield and you'd be working with, 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 with welding equipment. Because now you're working with metals and different, different uh, irons and, and things. And you're, you're feverishly creating an idol. You are laboring. You don't spend time with nobody. You ain't talking to nobody. You're not even resting. You actually feel good about it because you're losing a little weight. Here it is. And you fashion it with hammers. And you work it with the strength of your arm. Laboring and pounding, pounding. And you're hungry. Oh, that's where you're losing weight. And your strength is failing. He don't even drink water. He's so bent on what he's going after, he won't even stop to eat and drink. Ladies and gentlemen, is this idolatry? The next verse, pull it up. The next verse. Here it is, because this is my fellow American. The carpenter stretched out the rule. He marks it out with a line. He fits it with a plane. He marks it out with a compass. He makes it after the figure of a what? Romans chapter 1, they changed the glory of the incorruptible God and made it like unto corruptible man. See, this is all about you. When you're done with this image, everybody's looking at you. You're feverishly laboring for people to approve of you, to glory in you, and laud in you, for you to boast in your efforts. Here it is, according to the beauty of a man, that it may remain in the house. Verse 14, 
Verse 14, let's keep it moving. I know our, well, one of these days I'm going to get a new system. He hewed down a cedar. He takes the cypress and the oak, which he strengthens for himself among the trees of the forest. He plants the ashes of it, and the rain does nourish it. Now, this man is becoming to be a little bit humorous because the wood is really a platform for the idol. He cuts the tree down so he can make a platform for his idol. Are y'all following me? Because you're not going to make something that you don't want to show people. So you put a platform out so the thing can sit up high and everybody can look at your words. And then what you do is you inadvertently throw some of that wood in the ground. And that wood grows a tree. That's how it goes. Verse 5, verse 15. Keep it going. Verse 15. Then shall it be for a man to burn the extra wood, for he will take thereof and he's going to warm himself. It's cold at night because you know you're working 24-7. You're going to warm yourself. Oh, yeah, you're kindling. And then you bake bread on it. Oh, I got to eat now because yeah, I'm almost done with my idol. So you got to eat. You bake bread on it. Yeah, you make a god out of it. And then you bow down and worship it. Do you see it? He maketh it a graven image and then he falls down there unto. Verse 16. We got four more verses. We're there. You fall down to it. He burns part of the wood in the fire. With part thereof, he eats the flesh. He roasts the roast and is satisfied. Now I'm full. He warms himself. He says, aha, aha, I'm warm. I've seen the fire. See, when you're done with all of your laboring to build your idol, now you eat. Now you celebrate. Now you rejoice. Here it is. Next verse. Here it is. And the residue thereof, he makes a God out of it even his graven image. He falls down unto it and he worships it and he prays unto it and says, deliver me for you are my God. You see what he did? He took the very material of God's world, which was used to simply support him. He enjoyed its benefits and then called it his God. Now I want you to hear how Isaiah closes out here because this is what I meant by becoming an awakened sinner which very few are. Very few are awakened sinners. Everybody's a sinner. Most sinners are asleep. Very few are awake. Verse number 18. Got two more verses. They have not known nor understood, for he has what? Is this what Christ said about Israel? That they cannot see in their hearts that they cannot what? Here it is, verse 19. And none considers in his heart, neither is there knowledge nor understanding to say, I have burned part of it in the fire. Yeah. And I also have baked bread upon the coals thereof. I've roasted flesh and have eaten it. And shall I make the residue thereof an abomination? Now, the wood and the food and the coals and the tree all came from God. How are we going to take the things that God gave us and call it God and not the God who gave us power to use it? Shall I fall down to the stock of a tree? Verse 20. He feedeth on what? A deceived heart has done what? Turned him aside that he cannot deliver his soul nor say there is a lie in my right hand. Do you see it? Stay with me. See, that's called being deceived. It's called being asleep. 
when your value system is wrapped up in this world and you are worshiping it and your efforts and your labors and not the God who is giving you strength to work and do what you do. These are the people to whom Jesus is saying, come unto me, you who are laboring to exhaustion like that. Only in order to come to Christ, you got to acknowledge there's a lie in your right hand. The lie is the idol, the false God that bears no resemblance to the true and the living God. One more and I'm done. And I promise you we won't carry this on. We'll pick this up next week. We have in verse 2, the ones who are coming to Christ, they're called awakened sinners. We have then what I call the what? Burden sinners. And when Paul Christ says in verse 28 these words, uh, verse 28 uh, part B, Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The first group are actively, presently, continuously laboring to exhaustion. The second group are passively oppressed by other men's control over them. Come unto me, all ye that are laboring, watch this now, and are heavy laden. Even in your English construct, you can see the passive mode. Can you see that? And are heavy laden. Here's the picture. Someone has been able to get a hold of your life and begun to tell you how you should live, where you should live, what you should do, what you should not do, what righteousness is according to them, what good works are according to them. And they have begun to lay upon you heavy burdens, burdens you cannot even begin to bear. They're giving you do's and don'ts. They're giving you forms of work religion. They're teaching you that salvation is accomplished by the legal duty of your efforts. But they're imposing them upon you. Matthew 23 is the text that we're going to look at now to underscore this. Matthew 23 verses 1, 2, and 3 will ha actually help us to capture the burden sinner. Matthew 23 tells us in Matthew 23 verse 3, you can go there in your own Bible just for time's sake. I do not want to be here much longer. Verse 1, then spake Jesus to the multitude and to the disciples saying, the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore whatsoever they bid you, that observe and do, but do not after their what? For they say and do not. In other words, they tell you what you need to be doing, but they don't do it themselves. These are the kind of leaders that have all kinds of methods and techniques and programs and ideas to foist upon you so you can be better, so you can be right with God. So you can be acceptable with men. Stay with me. Watch how this works. And therefore, whatsoever they bid you observe, observe and do, but do not after their works, for they say and do not, verse 24. I'm going to come back here next week and show you what this means. Matthew 23, 24. The, there it is. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be born, and they lay them on men's shoulders. Are you guys hearing? Yes, sir. Stay with me because I'm going to close it here. You're passive in this. You're nothing but a stupid ass. Donkey, okay, for y'all for y'all religious folk. <laughs> Donkeys. Or a gullible ox. 
who have allowed yourselves to be brought up under a kind of gospel that neither has the glory of God or the finished work of Christ available for you to enter into and find rest. You have to buy into their system. You have to buy into their programs. You have to bow down to their leadership. You have to be conformed into their image. And they lay on you more and more and more and more and more. Are y'all hearing me? Until, here it is, you are so heavy laden, you can't move. And one more brick and you collapse. That's what the text is saying. You are so halted in the weight of false religion and self-righteousness and words that you can't move. These are the people who were in the crowd that day to whom Jesus was speaking. And he know, you know what he said to them? If you come to me, I can fix that. If you come to me, I can give you a reason no longer to blame them. Because a lot of people like blaming other people for the burden they let other people put on them. Now, why'd you let them do that to you? Because you don't have a formidable identity in yourself. Nor are you confident in the God who created you. So as idolaters do, they find idol makers to create an idol and place it on them. Are y'all hearing me? This is where we are in religion and in our world today. Everyone outside of Christ is an idolater. Our kids are idolaters. Our families are idolaters. Our co-workers are idolaters. Our friends are idolaters. Some of us church folk are idolaters. Are you guys hearing me? Idols! Lies in our right hand. And it's all an indication that you haven't come to Christ and you haven't found the rest that's in him. I'm going to close it like this. When Jesus says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's not talking about you coming to him to take a nap. I'm going to just let go and let God. <laughs> Have you ever heard that before? So again, if proposition means anything to us, Words should matter. To come to him and find his rest, you're going to have to labor. You're going to have to put a yoke on. And that yoke is his yoke. And when by the grace of God you come to him and you put his yoke on, you're going to find rest for your soul. And that's what we got to talk about next week. The rest that comes with being yoked to the son of the living God who labored for us and tread out the corn and died on the cross and busted heaven wide open and all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus are ours because he loved us and gave himself for us. But you don't get those blessings 
until you yoke yourself to the Son of the living God. Studying God's Word that we might show ourselves approved, that we might come to a deeper love and understanding of God's amazing love for us in Jesus Christ. This has been Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. We are always delighted and grateful that you take a few moments to spend with us, that we might, again, study to show ourselves approved. And as we leave you today, we would also leave you with an invitation to join us for worship in person. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Pastor Jessica Stand and Grace Bible Church of Hayward, please consider this a formal invitation to spend Sundays with us. 11 a.m. is the worship service, 10 a.m. if you would like to join us for Sunday school. And don't forget, Friday evenings at 8 p.m., we have enjoyed a marvelous time of studying God's Word with brothers and sisters in Christ from a variety of churches all over the Bay Area. That's at 8 p.m. Friday evenings. For directions and more information, simply stop by our website, grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Or give us a call, 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. If you're looking for a copy of today's program, you can either contact us by phone or mail. Send $5 and we'll get a CD out to you. Or stop by grace-bible.com and download the audio file for free. The address, if you're writing to us, is 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California. 94541 is our zip code. And one final note as we conclude our time together today. We're able to come to you daily here on KFAX because of friendships and partnerships with people such as you who see the value of this ministry. Now, while it is free to listen to, for us, there is a cost, and we are a listener-supported ministry. No matter the size of your gift, it's greatly appreciated. So would you take a moment and pray about it and then contact us with your gift today? 510-886-9782 is our phone number, or write to us, 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California, 94541. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Until next time, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.